All right, welcome into week two, week two of this podcast edition, week four, heading into week four of the NFL season. You've got myself, Adam Hawkins. You've got Con- Connor. How do you say your last name, Connor? It is Spiritus. It looks like Spiritus, but it's Spiritus. It's good to be here, Adam. Connor Spiritus. What's up, man? How are we doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. This is kind of the outline we're looking at this week. Number one, like we promised last week, we're going to look back at week three and what we, we picked in our love and hate them. Then we're going to jump over. We're going to do week four, love and hate them. The matchups that we love versus the matchups that we don't love. And we'll do it in the same format, a draft back and forth per segment. Then we'll move on and we'll do a boom or bust uh, that Connor will take care of that. Players that he's looking for boom and boom or bust with Walter picks, I'm sure. And then we're going to finish off this uh, segment or this, this uh, podcast episode with the last segment, which is just questions that our listeners sent us over the past week heading into week four. Let's do it. You tell me, Connor, go through your last week. Give give the listeners a quick quick spiel on who you loved, who you hated, how they do. Go. Yep, let's go through a couple of them. So looking at my boom list, my, my three top booms, I had Lamar Jackson, I had uh, I had Mr. Gibbs from Detroit Lions, and I had one of the guys I was really high on was Taysom Hill uh, out of New Orleans. So Lamar Jackson, he killed it. Two rushing touchdowns. You wanted to have him in your starting lineup. Uh, they did lose the game against Indianapolis, but again, the competitive game kept him scoring the whole darn day. They had overtime. Uh, could have been a little bit better with a couple more touchdowns. You take it, though, from Lamar. Uh, Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, he he got the yards. I think he had about 90, 85, 90 yards, which was awesome to see. Uh, again, it, it wasn't really the, the touchdown production that we wanted having the full backfield with Montgomery out. I think that, again, you hope the hope is Montgomery sits out or is limited at least this week for Jameer Gibbs. But I'd say that that was more of a miss on the boom. And then last one, Taysom Hill. Adam, I was so close. Taysom Hill got four or five carries. They didn't get in the red zone enough. What's his name? Derek Carr got hurt. It was Taysom Hill time. We were almost spot on. But that was a miss. He did not do much, uh, much in the way of fantasy production. So, again, leave Taysom Hill on the bench. So, those were my – those were some of my booms. When I'm sitting on the couch, Hayden and I were sitting on the couch, and I had a Sunday ticket on the iPad, the game on the TV. I had the Packers game on. When Derek Carr got hurt, the first thing I said was, I hate Hayden. I'm like, bro, Connor Paul. It. It's the Taysom Hill game. <laughs> right, right. I, we were right like there. Yeah, they just didn't get into that red zone enough, right? If had that happened, maybe we see more of him, right? Right, so, to- totally agree. What about yours? Are good. T- tell me some of, your, some of your booms that uh, – let's go check on those. Yeah, so my loves from last week versus my hates. In my love them category, I'm going to kind of exclude my all the bonuses, but kind of the top three or four, Kirk Cousins, 367 yards, three touchdowns, only one INT. He got 25 points. Uh, in in one of my leagues, right? He got me thirty in another league. Just depends on how it was scored, but right. he played really well. I know my my best friend Ben. He had both uh, Lawrence and he had Kirk Cousins, and he went with Kirk Cousins. Hopefully, with after listening to the podcast, I mean, there, there was a huge discrepancy there. So pumped about Kirk. It was a great matchup. That Chargers defense is no good. So I hit there. I did not hit on Josh Jacobs. You warned me, Connor. I didn't listen. He only had sixty two yards. He had three catches. He ended up with eleven points. It's just not what you really want from. For my number one running back, it's an okay game. But, again, I was hoping for much more. I was hoping closer to 20 points. Another hit that I had, Kansas City's defense, they only allowed 10 points. The Bears' offense was dreadful. One interception, one fumble recovery, three sacks. They got me a nice 13 points on my team and in a few other leagues as well. And then lastly, this dude. This dude is just having a great year with these multiple touchdowns. Kenneth Walker, huge Ooh, game against – That was an awesome call. 
So now he's now he's got five since he's entered the league in 2022, right? Five multiple touchdown games, and I'm gonna guess he leads because he was tied before. So wow, Kenneth Walker's a dog. And then in my in my sits, I'll just go through a few. Trevor Lawrence, I said sit him just like compared to Kirk Cousins, right? He had a bad game, only 14 points, one touchdown, one INT. Does not do well against Houston, so right. we got to keep that noted. Garrett Wilson, I don't think you can play him. I, don't, I just don't think you can play him right now with with the Zach Wilson situation against a good defense. So he had uh, nine points. He's averaging in his career with Zach Wilson together, eight points, so right on his average against uh, Belichick. You knew Belichick wasn't going to let him get loose. He's nice. too long. He's, he's very dependent on a long touchdown right now, mm-hmm. right? Right, yeah. right, right, totally. And then and then how about, how about Kyle Pitts, five catches. He had 41 yards. I mean, eh. I will say – I'm not sure if I hit on that or miss, but again, nothing. It's one that, yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, no. Keep go going. I'm interrupting. Okay. I want to hear. I was going to tell you that you're you're right on. They they threw it at the end of the game when they're losing. They they decided to do it in the second half. It's so painful to watch that. It's offense. painful. It's painful to watch that offense. I agree. So then Gerald Everett, six catches for 30 yards, but man, bar him at the goal line. Two goal Ooh, line red zone touchdowns. Oh, so I thought I thought we had a great week, both of us. Uh, getting really good responses from everyone. So let's just keep it up. Now I say we move and we're, we'll do that every week. We'll review how we do it. If we have bad weeks, we'll, we're going to call it out. Self, self-accountability right here. It starts. So at the top Absolutely. Of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm going to go, I know I should have jumped in there. Some of my sit-ums that I, I'm just going to go really quickly through that I hit. I told you Jacobs, we already discussed it. I, I, again, he's, I just, I don't know if he's that guy this year. Uh, Mr. Jerome Ford. 10 carries, 18 yards, saved by a rushing touchdown at the goal line, saved by a, a, a coverage breakdown and a touchdown at the end of the uh, first half. I'm still low on him this week, but he got you the touchdown, so I'll say a, a wash on that. Drake London and C.D. Lamb, both rough weeks. Uh, who who thought the Cowboys would be losing, too, but both rough weeks. So I felt like I was good on my on my sit-ums, but stardoms I, I can get a little better on, so hopefully this week. Like, well, this week, here we go. Week four, here's your opportunity for redemption, Connor. Let's do so it. How Let's about do it. We start with, okay, again, guys, we're going to the new the segment. We're switching over to love and hate them. These are matches that we love. We're going to do a draft back and forth of matchups we love. We'll do three. Then we'll go to matchups that we hate, hate them, and we'll draft back and forth. How about you start us off with, we're going to go with the love them category. Give me your number one. You love them this week, NFL week four. Go for it. Love him this week, week four. Uh, it's it's a pretty obvious one. Everything lines up. We just saw this guy blow up this week uh, for the Raiders. It's the wide receiver. It's Devontae Adams against that, I'm going to say horrendous, just that challenged Chargers secondary. Uh, they have just been in shootouts all year long already. Devontae, Devontae, or Devontae Adams just absolutely blew up for, what, 31, 34 fantasy points this week uh, for the Raiders against the Steelers, I think that we're in store for another huge game. I know that Jimmy Garoppolo's in concussion protocol. If he isn't going, I know that their backup can sling it too. I am not worried about who's throwing the ball. Honestly, the backup's going to end up throwing it more to uh, to Adams to feel safe. So I think that that's going to be a boom matchup. I'm thinking 10 catches, 100 yards, a touchdown or two. That would be what I'd expect. I am going – my first boom is a guy that, you know, he hasn't played a game this year. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to – I first love him, I'm sorry. I love this guy because he's one of my favorite NFL players. But also, he's coming in with fresh legs, going against a defense that's already given, that has already allowed in the first three games two running backs to score at least 13.5 in, P, in PPR leagues. 
This guy has had four touchdowns in the last five games against this team. I like Alvin Kamara against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I was watching. Swift got loose a few times. I know that the Eagles have a great offensive line. But with Carr being out, they're going to have to run it. I, re- I just love Kamara in this game being fresh. I, I expect him to be featured. As long as, they, as, long as Taysom Hill doesn't uh, take away his whole life, <laughs> at least give him one. You can have a great week this week, Alvin Kamara. I like it. So guess what? Guess who's on my uh, my sit-up list this week? We'll get <laughs> into Kamara. it in a minute. But, no, I, I, we'll get into it in a little bit. I, I love Alvin Kamara. He won me a championship with those six touchdowns on Christmas Day a couple of years ago. I think he's an unbelievable player. I'm worried about a couple of things. I'll jump into it in a minute. Back to you. Second love him matchup week four. Second love him matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'm going to call it a redemption game. This guy has some personal feelings in this one. I think you have him on your list too. This is a wide receiver again. We're going to go over to Carolina. The guy's been hot for two weeks. Mr. Adam Thielen in Minnesota. Oh, I think that he has some unfinished business up there. Uh, That secondary, again, it's the, the Chargers and the Vikings. They just played each other. Wild fantasy numbers were put up in that game. Hopefully, uh, no more wide receiver throwings for touchdowns or wide receivers getting injured like we had last week. But no, I, it, who knows what's going to happen? I think Thielen, he's put up 24 and 31 points the last two weeks in fantasy. Um, they, I mean, he did that with Andy Dalton as his quarterback. So clearly it doesn't matter if Dalton's the quarterback or Bryce Young's the quarterback. Uh, I expect huge things for Thielen again. I think that he keeps it rolling. Awesome pick. Heading into the year, I told I told my buddy Luke at the gym, I, I talked to many people, Adam Thielen made sense as a – don't be surprised if we're putting him in our flex after a few weeks because he had like 77 catches with the next to JJ last year right. and TJ Hawkinson. Now he's the number one on that team. And so I, I like it going back home. You know that they're gonna they're gonna try to get him a touchdown. You, they oh, teams do that, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For my second love him, again, here we go. We're just gonna follow bad defenses and, and it doesn't get worse than my own personal um fan, my the team I'm a fan of, the Bears. I love I love Russell Wilson this weekend. So let's look at Russ. And uh, two straight games, he's thrown over 300 yards. Right? He's had multiple touchdowns in two out of his first three games. I know we had the the hell Mary in that one game. He's not going to need to do that against the Bears. And and frankly, the Bears defense is just it's just not good. The Bears defense has allowed the fifth most passing yards, and they're tied for the most passing touchdowns. This game is just tailor made for Russ and and Sean Payton to go in there. Now the difference is. Pat Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They sat him in the third quarter. Russ will probably play most of the game, right? It, it shouldn't be that out of hand. So don't be surprised if you see Russ with over 300 passing yards, two to three touchdowns, and you never know he might run one in two. You just don't know. This defense is that bad. They can't get any pressure. I love Russell Wilson this weekend. That's number two, Russell Wilson. Let's finish it up with your third love. I'm back to you. What matchup do you love? Last one I'm going to go with. It's a tight end. This guy is, uh, I mean, tight ends. Once you get after, once you get away from Hawkinson and uh, Andrews and Kelsey, it, it becomes a little bit murky. But I'm going to go with Hunter Henry on the Patriots. He had two really solid weeks to start the year. Um, he had a, a little bit of a quieter week uh, last week. I think like the second or third tight end, Pharaoh Brown, caught a touchdown for for New England instead. Uh, the the Dolphins have faced a handful of teams and. It's not that they're giving up a million points. They're scoring a million points. So it doesn't matter what the other team's offense is doing. Tight ends yeah. have been able to get a, a decent amount of scoring. I think they're ranked 26th in giving tight ends, uh, giving up points in fantasy to tight ends. 
So I see Hunter Henry again being a red zone threat. I think that the Dolphins are going to – excuse me. The, the Dolphins and – The Cowboys. Are they playing Cowboys? They're playing the Cowboys. They played the Dolphins a few weeks ago. They played they the Dolphins the a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry. That's right. You're fine. So, the, But they're playing against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have done – they've looked really good. They didn't look good against Arizona. So scrap all that stuff. They did. He did fine against Miami, though. That's where he got his touchdown. So I have Hunter Henry being a, a good play this week from the tight end position. Being able to get a touchdown, maybe five catches, 50 yards. That's what I'd expect to see from him. All right. My last love him. I could go either way with this, but you know what? I just, you're going to notice. I love looking at defenses. Yep. I just, I, in fantasy football, I've won so many weeks because I, I found the right defensive matchup and I get 12 or 15 or 20 points and I, I win by eight or four. And it's the right. difference. You stream the defense, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Again, we're going to follow bad offenses, and we're going to follow hot defenses. Cincinnati's defense is going to Tennessee. So this is how I look at it, right? Tennessee's offense has given up 13 sacks this year, which is tied for uh, second most in the league. Then they have three passing interceptions, the Titans offense, versus one passing touchdown. Now flip that. you got Cincinnati coming in, and just last week they had six sacks and two takeaways. It's a good defense. They played the Rams really well on Monday Night Football. I expect them to go there. I don't see I don't see the Titans moving the ball much. I like that matchup a lot. I think you're you're safe there. I don't know if that's streamable in some leagues. If you have them or if you have two, go with Cincy if you have them. I guess we can switch over to Hatem, who, or as we like to say, uh, Stidham. Hatem, same mm-hmm. thing here. Okay, you want to lead this first one? I'll go first, really quick. So I'm gonna go. I I have a chunk, so I'll have a couple bonuses at the end, and I won't go into crazy detail. First one I'm gonna start with is a quarterback. Um, I, I really love this player. I don't, I, I want to, I don't love him this week. So he's on my, he's on my Hayden list for the week. It's uh, it's Anthony Richardson. It, he's coming in off of that concussion. He's playing against the Rams. Uh, the Rams defense didn't look like much of a joke. They hung in there with Cincinnati um, should be, which is a solid offense. I want to, I, I totally bought in just seeing those two drives against Houston when Richardson had the two rushing touchdowns. He had 20, 20 points in fantasy within our 15, 20 points in fantasy in a quarter and a half. They may be more careful with him. They don't want to lose him. I mean, they won a game with Minshew. I'm assuming Richardson comes back, but I want to temper expectations. So I would say sit him. If you ha- he probably wasn't drafted as your starting quarterback anyway. I want to see one more week before I put him back in my starting lineup. What do you got as your first hate this week? Martin, first hate this Siddham. week. Yeah. Man, you, said, you just said it's a player that you really love. And it's a quarterback. And I thought, gosh, darn it, he's going to take my player. And this, this is the player that I really love. And he's a quarterback. But you know what? I just got to be honest. We got to sit back and say, he's just not healthy yet. Joe Burrow, you sit him right. this week. Right. And I understand you could look at Titans and say, hey, they've been they've been got on some passing yards. But right now, Joe Burrow's only completed one deep pass attempt. He's only got two touchdowns and two interceptions. I just don't think they're going to need a lot from him this week, right? So, right. I, I, like I said, I think their defense will dominate the game. And then here's here's where, like, when you get a little more into the analytics and, and, and worrying about him being able to kind of maneuver in the pocket, right now the Titans defense, on 8% of their plays, they're getting a sack, and it's top 10 in the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume we'll be under pressure a little bit. I don't know how much right now we can hang in there to make some of these throws that he wants to make down the field. So let's just wait till he gets healthy. I think you sit him. I just don't think he's going to need to do a lot in Tennessee to win. I expect that to be kind of like, kind of like what we saw from the Lions against the uh, the Falcons the past week, like a twenty to three at some point. I don't expect much. So 
Yeah, I think they're, and they know that last week in the game, he had like 50, 50 attempts throwing. I thought that was a little risky with him. This week against this front, I don't know. I don't see that. So I'm going to sit Joe Burrow. No, I I agree. I have some Burrow, and I'm, I'm benching him in a lot of leagues. I'm actually uh, – I know we've talked about it. I do some content creation. I have a funny, a funny uh, video I'm actually working on right now on benching Najee Harris and Joe Burrow, or just how fantasy owners are dealing with those two because it's hard. They're just they're not producing how they're supposed to. So great take on that one. Let's see what I got. So for my next one, I will go to I will go to that Tampa Bay New Orleans game. You had a guy Alvin Kamara coming in off of that suspension. I have him on my hate him this week. I'll tell you why. I have a couple reasons. One. Okay. One, uh, they they have Contre Miller, Tony Jones. Uh, again, competition-wise, it's Kamara's backfield. I think that he should get elite usage. Keyword, should. I don't know if they're going to throw him right into the mix and give him his elite usage. Uh, I want to see it one time. I don't know uh, how much he's been practicing with the team. Or Again, I know he's been practicing, but how how much game readiness is he is, is he in game shape type of, uh, type of mode? So I want to see that first. Two, Tampa Bay historically over the last couple of years, wildly good rush defense. Again, they got pieced apart by they got pieced apart by Swift. They're ranked right in the middle right now. I think they're ranked 14th in rush defense against running backs. Um, and again, that's with Swift carving them up the week before. So what do I think? I think Kamara, what is realistic to see from him? I think we're gonna see around 10 to 12 carries. I think we're gonna see 40 to 50 yards. If he gets in the end zone, it's worth it. If he doesn't, it's going to be rough to see five or six points from him. So, again, temper expectations, as I'd say, for a week, and then I see him jumping right into it. Again, I love him as a player going forward this year. Now we'll go back to me for the second round for Hatem. Yes. A matchup I hate. And, again, like I said, hey, on this side of the table, we're going to talk defense. So I'm always going to give you guys a defense. This is a defense in real life that's really good. It's kind of that defense that you turn on and you're like, wow, they're great. And you turn on the fantasy, and since week one, which they had a great game week one, they've they've given you four points. And now they're going into the kingdom on Sunday night football. And I just don't think their offense is going to do enough. Defense is going to be on the field a lot. Patrick Mahomes is going to have his way uh, at some point. He's going to break these guys down. You can find a better matchup than the Jets defense this week, guys. Hate the matchup. Love the defense in real life. I think they're really good. There are better opportunities out there. So that's my second round pick for Hatem. Let's go to our last round. And if we have any bonuses, we can talk about them. Third round, Hatem. Who you got, Connor? I'm going to go with a guy, again, a player I like. He's on the high-powered Miami Dolphins offense. And he's a guy that I have a lot of stock in in a lot of leagues. It's Jalen Waddle. Great player. My problem right now is we just watched what Miami did to Denver, and I think that's a lot one. Denver Denver has their own issues. Uh, 70 points they put up, all those touchdowns with all those weapons uh, when it comes to the, the two-headed running back core. When Jeff Wilson comes back, you have three. Uh, they have Tyree Kill, who's seven wide receivers in one. It's not where does Waddle fit in because he clearly has his role. He's going to get his four to five catches a game, and those four to five catches a game are usually those slants over the middle. He gets 20-ish yards. It's how he ends up every game with four catches for 80 yards. He hasn't seen the end zone yet. He obviously sat out this past week. I, I, I want to see it first. We need to see that 180-yard Tyree kill game when a, a defense decides to, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take Tyreek out of the game and it's going to be the waddle show. It will happen. I'm not worried about him, but again, against Buffalo, I think that it's going to be Buffalo's passing defense is legit. Like they're, they're going to, they are going to, they are going to slow them down. I don't think that they will stop Miami by any means. 
I truthfully think Miami wins this game, but I just think that uh, Waddle is someone that I don't necessarily want to throw. And I think he's looking at three to four catches. I think that one of them might be a deep ball. If it's a touchdown, I'm wrong. If, if it's not a touchdown, I think he's going to be sitting at three for 65, three for 70 this week. Yeah, this, this is, it's just too damn bad that this is week four and not week five, because we have to watch the Chiefs versus the, the Jets on Sunday Night Football. Right. But in starting week five, they can start flexing because this game would be a prime Sunday night. Oh, flex. my God. It's going to be an awesome game. So last round for me could go could go in multiple different ways. I got multiple different ways to go here. But my hate him this week is going to be my man, Brian Robinson Jr. I'm going to hate him. I'm going to hate, him. I'm gonna hate on him. I'm going to hate on him. Listen. Guy got shot in the leg, but I'm but come back from that. But I don't think he can put up 20 points this week. Okay. So let's just talk about how he's been doing and then how he did last week. So, you know, I think week was it against the Broncos? He had a really nice game. Was right. like week two. Everyone has good. a good game against the Broncos. We we've learned Literally, this. Right? Everyone is gonna have a good game against that Broncos. <laughs> right. Then he ran into a what we know is a really good front in Buffalo. Right. And then we see the the production drop off. I think he scored seven points. And it was the first game of the season where he didn't score a touchdown or catch a ball. He didn't catch a pass. So now he's going against the Eagles. I think another great front from when when I'm watching, and I'm sure analytics will tell you that as well. But they've also yet to allow a running back to score. I think the only – since week one, I think Ramondre got in the end zone. I don't like that those odds for our man uh, Brian Robinson coming off the performance that they just had. So I'm going to say sit, hate, Whatever way you want to look at it, but I, I I hate that matchup for my man Brian Robinson Jr. Again, he's he's the rocket bullet. I don't know if he, if he can get through this defense. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. Eagles have a great front. By the way, as a Bears fan, just just an aside here. You know what hurts, man? What do we have? Is when I'm I follow Pro Football Focus and you see Jalen Carter leading as the interior defensive lineman for grade, and then you swipe over and you see Roquan Smith as the linebacker highest grade, and you think, damn. They could both be Chicago Bears right now. But Very easily. Like, there wasn't a wild <laughs> – there's not a crazy route for that to happen. Um, but I know that is – it is painful. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I agree with your take on Brian Robinson. I'm, I'm – I wouldn't say I'm not sold on him. I think he's he's actually – he's been incredible for, for what he's been doing this year. I want to remind you, he played the Arizona Cardinals and he played the Denver Broncos, and he looked great. Okay. It goes back – it goes back – I was listening to something about Alexander Madison and how everyone's like, oh, man – he struggled so much this year, and uh, w- but he did so well the last couple of years when he had the 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 full workloads. And like again, at Madison had a nice week last week, just volume wise against that that Chargers team. Those five games, I went and, I went and actually researched them. Three of those games were against the Detroit Lions. Three of the five were against the Detroit Three. Lions, and one of them was against uh, the Seattle Seahawks during that time when Seattle forgot how to play defense after the Legion of Boom. So four of those five were bottom. Two bottom two defenses against the run, so it gives me the same thing with Robinson. It's giving me the same type of feel that he might jump back into a more normal seven to ten point score, not the fifteen to twenty nine point score he had against Denver. Let's move into the next segment, which is Boomer Bust. This is all Connor. Connor, you drive the bus. I might chime in. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go Boom Bust Uh, again. It's we're going to talk a little bit more about how we want to. distinguish this between start sit but i'm going to give you one of my big booms i'm going to give you one of my big busts and i'm going to let you do the same i think that's what we'll do for this round we can always adjust it next time so for my big boom i'm going to go with chris olave we talked about Jameis winston already with uh, with uh Jameis winston potentially being the quarterback this week against tampa bay 
I see this as uh, New Orleans defense keeping keeping Tampa Bay pretty in check. Uh, that's what I think will happen. But what I could see happen is this turning into a track meet. I really could see this being a Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave day, where again the score might not be the high, it might not be all touchdowns, but stat wise, I could see these guys all having eight to twelve catches and all being up over a hundred yards. And it being just a field goal off and being one of those 25 to 22 games when there's a bunch of field goals and a touchdown each. But uh, I know both defenses are, are, I would say, right in the middle of the pack. New Orleans probably on the better side. I have Chris Olave. He's, it's bound for him to finally get some touchdowns. He's had eight catches, 100 yards in almost every game this year so far. That's yeah. my first boom. Bus-wise, I'm going to give your... you this. I will give you this, and then I'm going to let you share yours too. I want it. Bus-wise, I'm going to go back to a guy that you talked about um, or a, a game that you talked about. You talked about that Cincinnati-Tennessee game. I'm going to go – it's not the craziest surprise, but I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not happy to say it. It's just kind of that time. The the Titans' offense is, is in big, big trouble. Uh, I mean, Levis isn't the answer. Willis isn't the answer. And Tannehill is definitely not the answer. It gives me the New York Jets vibe with the quarterback situation. Uh, it's hurting Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry had – 20 yards rushing last week. Like it's hurting the whole thing. I know they played a good defense last week, but even uh, in Cincinnati, like you said, Cincinnati's hot on the defensive side. They're going to scheme it up. I think that they are going to get after that, that Tennessee team. And it's going to be scary for that Titans offense. So I love your, I love your bust. And I just think boomer bust, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different segment to me. I see where you're coming from with it. I had DeAndre Hopkins on my hate matchup. I just didn't love the match, but that was my, that was my extra in case you took him. So I completely go. agree. It's not DeAndre though; it's the offense. The right, offense. totally. DeAndre's right? getting his—he's yeah, he's getting his targets. It's just right. they're not catchable and they're not in the right time. They're not in the right position. So it's just—he's in one of those situations. He's in one of those situations where I know he talked about going to the Chiefs, and if at any point this season, because I know the Chiefs look great against the Bears, and they might realize quickly that not every defense will be the Bears. <laughs> if they if the Chiefs get to a point where they do need a receiver, I was going to say they should go get Mike Evans, but. The Bucks are competitive. They might not be willing to deal for right. the trade mm-hmm. But DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs just makes so much sense. It was so close, too. They were pretty close to, to making it happen over the offseason. Because the other guys like, uh, you know, Tony and Sky Moore, they're very gadgety and quick, small, fast. Right. But to have another outside receiver, and you can put him inside, too. Could you imagine him and Kels in the seam? I mean, whew. I mean, we always say, what what happens if Mahomes ever gets a wide receiver one? I mean, we got to remember he had Tyreek Hill. It's what made Mahomes Mahomes. But since right. Tyreek Hill, this is year this is year three. This is year three of without Tyreek Hill, and it's going just fine. <laughs> but it's imagine imagine Mahomes, this new elite, even more mature Mahomes with a wide receiver one like DeAndre Hopkins. Different ball game. Different ball game. The red zone, and they're already good in the red zone. Could you imagine? Also, their guy in the red zone is Jarek McKinnon. They love Jarek. Yeah, McKinnon. two touchdowns last week. He looked great. I'll give you some other ones because I know you haven't thought about it. So the other ones, yeah, go I ahead. Had a couple other. I had. I had four. We, we talked about this. I have Jerome Ford again. He's going up against that Baltimore defense. Kareem Hunt is going to creep in to those carries. They have another running back. I forget the guy's name. I'll have to look it up. But they have they oh, have a third guy. Yeah. yeah. Kareem Hunt and the other dude got carries before Ford in the game. <laughs> Ford is not the guy. And I know people are going to hey, keep, go keep going. No, no, no. You got it. Tell me. I think I think we got it wrong. Ford is the wide receiver. That's Ford the, is the wide receiver. Thank <laughs> you. Goodness. Last segment. And the last segment is 
we had some people, some listeners give us some of the decisions that they're facing. And we all know what it's like to be in that situation where all week you're asking yourself, what do I do? Do I go this way? Is it this guy or this guy? And thankfully they have us. They got Walter Picks, my man over here, Connor Spiritus, to help them out. So let's talk through these. We'll go one through five and just give our, our immediate reaction. And I'll start it with you. Number one, do you want Jordan Love or Lamar Jackson this weekend? I'll tell everyone. Anyone listening, Jordan Love is playing Thursday night, tomorrow night against the Lions at home. Lamar Jackson is playing against Cleveland. I believe you could tell me if it's on the road or at home. I'm not sure. I'm looking at it right here. You said uh, we have Lamar Jackson playing at Cleveland on the road. So it's at Cleveland. So Love is at home against the Lions. Lamar is on the road at Cleveland. Who do you like? I am going Jordan Love. Uh, sometimes it is you don't mess with the talent. Lamar Jackson's the better player. That is not a discussion. I'm, yep. I'm not even going to try to argue any other way. Lamar is top th- five quarterback for me in the NFL, maybe even higher than that. Um, that Cleveland defense is so real. It is scary. I mean, the, when I, the way I can describe it is go watch, if anyone wants to go look it up, go watch the last uh, play or the last drive of the Tennessee uh, Titans trying to score before the halftime. Miles Garrett sacked them three times in a row and they were, they had no timeouts like at the 10 yard line. It was wild, like game breakers that defense is. So uh, I, I want to see Jordan love against Detroit. I think Detroit's defense is better than last year. We've talked about that. Uh, they, they're still going to give up points. Uh, love turned it around and figured out that new Orleans defense in the second half and got that win late. Uh, so I want Jordan love uh, over Lamar specifically because of Lamar's matchup. From the Packers perspective, it looks like he's going to get Watson and Aaron Jones back. Right. It looks like. Forgot about that right. too. And, and if you have, if you know that go with him, I'd rather have the skill back offensive line. We don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but one thing I love is when Matt LaFleur game plans well for his quarterbacks. So he's not going to put him in bad situations. Right. So let's, let's just look, let's look at the way the deep. Okay. So Jordan Love is playing against the Lions defense. That's who he's playing against. So here are the quarterbacks that the Lions have faced and how they fare and how many points those quarterbacks have scored. For the Lions, right, Mahomes put up 19, Geno put up 23 in Detroit, and that was Mahomes without Kelsey, and then Mm -hmm. Ritter put up six points. Okay, but we got to ask ourselves, what do we think Jordan Love is closer to when he's playing at home with Watson and Jones? Is he closer to Geno and Mahomes? I know Mahomes is a lot, or is he closer to Ritter? I tend to think he's closer to Geno. I go to Geno, yeah. I I lean Geno versus Ritter, fully agree with you. Right, and and we know Ritter's in a run-heavy offense. Like That's all they're going to do. It's a mess. So you've got that. Now let's look at Lamar. He's going against Cleveland. So let's look at Cleveland's points given up. And I don't have the quarterbacks off the top of my head, but I can tell you. Cleveland week one was against Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had three points. Cleveland week two, I believe that was Kenny Pickett, 10 points. Right. Cleveland against Ryan Tannehill, four points. Lamar is a better player. Right. Cleveland's just not giving up points to quarterbacks right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know Lamar got in the end zone against Indy. I don't think Indy's defense is as good as Cleveland's. That's going to be a low-scoring game most likely. And he's on the road. Go with Jordan Love. I'm going to throw it to you for number two. You ready? Number two. Go ahead. We got to pick two. You got Michael Pittman Jr. You got Mike Evans and Garrett Wilson. So I'll remind you, in Indianapolis against the Rams is Michael Pittman. We have Garrett Wilson's playing the Chiefs on Sunday night. And then we have Mike Evans is playing against, I believe it is New Orleans. That is in New Orleans. I almost thought about it. And I said, Adam... Don't overcomplicate. Don't over. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it, Adam. I love Mike Evans. I love Pittman. Pittman's the easy one. Pittman, I I think is easy because they just he's gonna get the targets. It looks like Richardson will play right. So 
either either way, I like Pittman. I love Evans. Garrett Wilson is the ugly. Is he's he's the odd man out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just it's the worst matchup. It's on the road with the worst quarterback. That's who he is. I think so. Mike Evans. Now the Saints defense is really good, right? Oh, they, actually, I looked at his stat. They the top four defensive players, D backs that have pass breakups or four thing completions. The top, of the top four, the top three play for the Saints. I mean, that's how wow. good their secondary. Taylor, I don't know his first name. I forgot it, but I looked him up and everything because I was watching the Packers game. Mm-hmm. Number one on the Saints yeah, defensive yeah. back. He's a dog. I mean, second year guy. He's really coming on. He's, he's really great. nice. We know they've got Lattimore. They, they've got players. They got Honey Badger back there too. Yep. But Mike Evans is is playing really well right now. He's playing really well, and like you said, it could get they're to targeting him. They're just targeting, targeting him. him. Yeah, Baker loves them. So, so let's go. Let's go with Pittman and Evans. I'm not even going to speak on Pittman. He's just he's getting a lot of volume too. So it's just because of Garrett because Garrett Wilson is just in a bad spot. What do you got? Any anything different? Look, I learned it when I was younger. It's an acronym called KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. And uh, I'm going to keep it simple. Garrett Wilson and any other Jets player, Brees Hall, as much as I love him, they're they're unplayable right now because of their quarterback. And I would definitely take Indianapolis' setup against the Rams, and I would definitely take Mike Evans, even against a really strong secondary. I mean, they're targeting him from inside the three-yard line. They ran three plays, a pass towards Evans incomplete, a rush for one yard, and then a pass to Evans for a touchdown at the end of the – they're targeting Evans. I, I want him in my lineup. And he, and he dropped the touchdown against right. Philly that, that he had. So And he dropped another one, so he should have had two. So I, I totally two. agree. I think that those two are the move. I think Garrett Wilson is the odd man left out in that in that situation. And, and for listeners, we get it. It's tough. You drafted Garrett – well, some people kept him, but if you drafted him, he you have to sit him or – I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they trade for a quarterback, but right now – it sucks. You just gotta do this. I'm sitting him. I'm sitting him for for nobody's Christian Kirk. I'm putting in over Garrett. Like you just can't. I can't play him. All right, number three. I'm gonna toss it your way. This is a good one. Justin Fields, who is gonna be at home. He's gonna be playing at home against the Broncos, who just gave him 70 points. Or Tua Tagovailoa, who's gonna be at Buffalo. Who you got? The MVP front runner, Tua Tagovailoa. If I can pronounce his last name, Tua Tagovailoa. Tua. <laughs> You can't not start that Miami offense right now. So I go I to a, against that Buffalo team. I think you go back and, and look at Mahomes. Mahomes just played the Chicago Bears. He put up some solid numbers. He was pulled at halftime because it was such an easy game. I'll tell you one thing. This Miami-Buffalo game ain't going to be Ain't going to be that way. <laughs> Tua is going to be playing every second. And I know that was never a question, but I think that that means uh, Tua is only – it's just going to be Tua throwing the ball – all day long, I think that they're going to be mixing in their little shovel passes and, and the short pass game, too, against this uh, Buffalo secondary. Again, it's going to be more challenging. He'll he'll have his struggles as well, but I think he's still going to put up monster numbers as, as close of a game as it might be, 300-plus yards, a touchdown or two, and I just I can't trust Fields. That's my problem. It comes to that. I just can't trust him yet. Even though he does have the juicy matchup against Denver, I'm going to a – I do have Fields over – like, again, Fields and Joe Burrow. I'm playing Fields. I would take Fields over Joe I would Burrow. play Fields, too, over but Burrow. Over, over Tua, I can't do it yet, so I'm going Tua. Okay, I love it. I, I agree with everything you're saying. Man, this is embarrassing, Connor. Like, and I mean this in all seriousness. It's not because I'm a Bears fan. In this NFL, could you ever imagine a team being down 41-3 to or 41-0 to with, like, a quarter, a quarter and a half left? And the team's quarterback not passing for a hundred yards—that's hundred yards—that's losing. How does that happen? 
The other team is a board. They don't want to be there anymore, and you can't right. pass for 100 yards. So the Bears' offense is enough. Now, I said DJ Moore for a boom because I think he could have that insane big game, right? But when it comes to this situation, it's two of You can't play him. He's too hot. But I also, just to be safe, I went back and looked at how did Tua play at Buffalo last year? Because it's not an easy place to play. No. 17 for 30, 234 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and that was his first year in this offense. Now they're humming. I like them. And like you said with the shovel passes, I mean, they're so creative that we forget. Like, if it's just a, it's just a little jet sweep, he pitches it forward, that's a passing touchdown. Right. He got a bunch so, of those. He had two of them, last, three of them he, last week. He had no looks. He's doing no looks with his right hand. We, <laughs> right. we got to play him. And, 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 hey, that game could turn into a track meet. Those two, I know their defenses are good, but on Buffalo side, could easily break that open. When you're, finished, when you're division opponents, you know each other so well. So, all right. I'm going forty. I'm I'm going to number four to use. So we got a question on Tyler Algier and David Montgomery. I think this is a, obviously assuming Montgomery's playing Thursday. That's going to be tomorrow night against Green Bay. I actually don't know. Or do we know the update on Montgomery? Is he in? It for sounds first? like he's playing. It sounds, sounds like he's going. going. Uh, yeah, we're going to so, assume for our argument he's playing. He's playing. Um, and then we got Tyler Algier. Atlanta is playing at Jacksonville, and that is in London. We haven't talked about that game much because. Both of those teams, uh, in my opinion, it's kind of a mess for both of those things. It's just not fun football right now going on for either no. of those teams. But no, so no. we'll get to that. So Tyler Algier against Jacksonville, and we have David Montgomery against the Packers. What do you think, Adam? All right. Assuming everything goes the way I the way it has gone, it comes down to volume. So right now, Montgomery's averaging – he's the lead back when he's in. He's averaging 18 carries versus Algier, who he had 15 carries in week one, 16 in week two – I think, and then 12 last week. Or sorry, he had seven last week, so he took a big drop. So he's averaging 12, but in the last week, it was only it was only seven. First game, they were playing from behind, too. You think about it, they've controlled the first two games. They were not able to control that game last week. Exactly, right? And then they're going to they're going to London. That's always awkward. One thing I can tell you about Montgomery is I believe he's – I know he's going to get the carries. I know that he plays well against Green Bay in his history. He, like, looking that up, he had some touchdowns quite a few touchdowns in the last four or five games when he played with the bears and Packers were allowing um, have already allowed two running backs in PPR league, 17 points or more. So it's a good matchup for Montgomery. If he's going full speed, clearly the lions missed, missed him compared to what Jameer gave. And he gets the goal line touches and and it was a good offensive line. Uh, I think where the, where the lions can win the game is on the ground as opposed to through the air. The Packers secondary is pretty good. I'm going to go with Montgomery. What do you got? Uh, I agree. If he's getting volume, it is Montgomery's the answer. I, what do I think? And again, what, what do I have to back it up? No, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the coach's office. I don't know what they're going to do. If Montgomery's getting a little less of the of the volume and it goes to Gibbs, um, I would lean then to Atlanta. I think that sadly Atlanta's going to, I use the word dominate. I think they're going to dominate possession in this game. And yeah. if 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 they dominate possession, it's just going to lead to his 14, 15 carries for Algier, even being the, the two. Um, but I'll go with you. I, I agree. Saying that the volume stays the same, I go Montgomery just solely because of opportunity, no matter what the situation of the game. Let's jump to the last one, Adam. I'm going to give it to you. I know we were alternating. I want, I want to give you this last one. Um, I already know where I'm going. We have the last question being two wide receivers, one of them being Chris Godwin, the the almost forgotten guy behind, uh, clearly the one behind Mike Evans now in New Orleans uh, against New Orleans, and that's at New Orleans. We have Jerry Judy for the Broncos against the Bears. Give me your answer. Who would you start, Chris Godwin, Jerry Judy? 
I love Godwin. I loved Godwin coming into the year more than I did Mike Evans. I thought in the preseason when I was watching that Baker had a really good connection with Godwin. Not that he doesn't, but yeah. I didn't see the strong connection with Mike Evans until the real game started. Godwin had three catches last week, I think, and he hasn't had as many targets nearly as much as like Mike Evans. Jerry Judy has a juicy matchup. Last week he had five catches for 81 yards. But he could be he, him and Sutton are you know Sutton had a nice game I think too, but. The Bears' defense is just a streamed defense. You've got to go with Judy, in my opinion. They're going to have a lot of possessions. I think, Russ, like I said, Russell's going to have a good game. I expect Jerry Judy to have a good game. So I'd go with Jerry Judy because of the two receivers I, I like in uh, Tampa, I just, I'd just i favor Mike Evans, and I'd feel better about Jerry Judy against a bad Bears defense. I have a question for you. What do you, do you say for season long, if you had a draft right now, you and me, and I said, okay, here are the only two players you can draft. Jerry Judy and Chris Godwin for the season. Who are you picking? I'm thinking Chris Godwin for the season. Probably. Yeah. I love Chris Godwin. Yeah. Right. So that's what I wanted to hear. So I am fully on board. I think Chris Godwin's the better player. I think that he's the better fantasy player as well as NFL player. But this week, Jerry Judy has the matchup. I think you got to play Jerry Judy uh, just against that Chicago team. And Godwin's have better is going to have better days than he did uh, this past week. And it's not that he played poorly. It's just uh, again, it was rainy. It's against Philly. Um, but yes, I would go Jerry Judy with this matchup against the Bears. Chris Godwin against that tough New Orleans secondary, I think will be uh he'll run into some some trouble there. So totally agree. Yeah, I think I think our questions from our from the people that, that sent them in. Good questions. Kind of see, they're great questions. And a lot of it is you kind of know that your star has a bad matchup and you need someone to tell you, hold your hand and say, It's okay to sit your star this week. <laughs> you, you gotta go where the matchup is, right? You right. gotta stream against a bad defense. You can't put Lamar against Cleveland when Love has a juicier matchup. You right. just got to trust the way that things have been shaking out. We're starting to see trends. Well, Adam, I got one last thing before we wrap up. I don't know if you have anything else. but uh, I've got nothing else. You hit it. Let's go. My last take, I'll leave it at this. It's a guy that we already know is always going to boom, and we did not talk about it for a full hour. I don't know how it was not talked about. Travis Kelsey is playing in New York. We know who lives in New York and who's going to be out on national television, maybe at the game. We got Taylor Swift out there. Travis Kelsey's going to double boom. It's happening again. Swifties, everyone's coming out. Watch out for Kelsey to have like a monster, monster game against the Jets. This is music to my ears because I have <laughs> Travis Kelsey on my team, which of course we're all going to play him, but it's nice to know that he's got the extra juice. Let me ask you this question. It is for sure in New York. I thought it was in, in Kansas City. It's in New York. That game is in New York. It's at oh. the Jets. Oh yeah. It's okay. in New York. So we're going to have, oh, look, we had Taylor over in uh, – I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big Kansas City Chiefs fan. We had Taylor over in Arrowhead. Now we have Kelsey back around her stomping ground. I know she lives all over the place, but she does have some spots in New York she lives. So I would not be surprised if uh, the hubbub continues to surround those two. And it's going to go one of the one or two ways. Either Kelsey's going to pop or he's going to go quiet. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Kelsey doesn't go quiet. Doesn't go gonna, quiet. He doesn't go quiet. He's going to be a loud man, and uh, it's going to be fun for him. We crushed the show. So tonight we we looked back at week three. We went ahead and did our love and hate them. Knocked out some boomer bust. Talked about some questions from our listeners. That'll kind of be our, our normal you know ebb and flow every week. This was heading into week four. The next time we talk to you guys, hopefully we have good news on how what uh, advice we gave you. And uh, we'll see you at week five. Connor, appreciate your time tonight, man. Hope you have a great weekend. Good luck to your fantasy teams. You too, Adam. Thanks, man. Cheers. Appreciate it.